Homeownership sucks, guys. Trash. Really? Really? <gasps> Why'd you guys tell me this was good? Because well, Crazy Dan the property man thinks it is good. It is. It's good for everybody. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You'll thank me later. Not now. Clearly not now. No. No, you won't. Because I bought a house and really excited to be in it. But, you know, we got all our stuff up. But now it's being ripped apart new HVAC system because apparently like our ducts aren't connected all together. They're not running in like sync. Gotta have your, you your gotta have your ducts in a row. The mood I'm in right now, I just don't have time for those kind of jokes. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I, I might just log off. I think I'm it's out. Too soon. I, I, I think I'm done. Like too I was soon. honestly oh. expecting more of like an in sync joke, but not that one. No, no, you know, it's too easy. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah. But, uh, you guys, do you like being your own landlord? I do. I think it has its ups and downs. Um, clearly you're in the down phase right now, but there'll yeah. be ups later and <laughs> they're just not as bright. <laughs> that's the truth. Oh, that's totally true though. Yeah. Like the, the negatives, on a day-to-day -day basis, when everything's running the way it should be, you don't think about the fact that that's really nice. You know, like you don't right. think about that. But you do remember like when the water heater goes out, uh, when the water heater gets reinstalled and there's a gas leak in your basement, uh, like Dee, Dee said, the ducts have to get ripped out because they're not in a row. Like that's the stuff that sticks out. We had our, our sink uh, a couple of weeks ago, flood into the cabinet and then all over the kitchen floor that sticks Ooh. out to us as annoying, but like 95% of the time, everything's good. Well, I've been doing this for about a month now. I feel like I'm an expert. 95% of the time. It has been great. <laughs> has been great. Oh, hey. I almost called my landlord because we had a water pressure issue and I was like, Oh wait, I don't have a landlord anymore. <laughs> like me That's getting ready you. to text my old landlord, Jeff, who was amazing, by the way, every time I had a problem, all of a sudden somebody came to fix it. Now that's me. When the water pressure is low, it's my responsibility. I'm not a handyman. I've talked to you guys about this a lot on this show. Not a handyman. So that's being true. my own landlord sucks. Not, not Bob Vila. Yeah. You now have a little, little Bob Vila in you to try to, Save a little dough on those repairs. Hey, hey, only way to go is up at this point, Didi. So there's there's the silver lining. Okay, all right. I think you guys got me into something I don't want to be in. I'm a renter. <laughs> I think I think some of us are just renters, you know. And I feel like that shouldn't be a bad word. Just say I'm a renter. I don't want to own my own home. I just want to throw money away, <laughs> save money, and then I don't know, and I'll just rent forever. That's me. Some people do it. It's a, it's a renter's life. It's a renter's life. It's a, it's a rough life out there. It's a renter's <laughs> life. Well, welcome to the brunch breakdown, which is not about homes at all, but I'm just really mad about it. It's Didi out here in LA. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And today on the show, we've got a fun one. Um, and we got to make sure we get done before Chris starts sleep training Olivia. So if you start hearing yells and cries, the podcast just shuts off. It's done. Night five, night five. Tonight is night five of sleep training. How's it going? 
Um, we're tired. <laughs> like it's it's sleep training is it is apparently very effective. We've seen it get a little bit better here as we've gone through the first four nights, uh, but it just feels like cruel and unnecessary punishment. And I highly recommend avoiding it if you can. Wow, a lot of positivity on this podcast so far. Don't buy a home. Don't be a parent. I can't wait to see what I have next. <laughs> <laughs> but Bruise Day is coming around the corner. Yes, that's why we have Bruise Day. Yes, it's coming around the corner. Also, we'll talk about this album LeBron is going to make. We've got an awesome pick two with uh, baseball ballpark foods because spring training is coming and there will actually be fans there, which is exciting. And we also talk about what we're listening to. But let's get it started with... Bruise Day. Chris, what are you sipping on this week, sir? Yeah, um, it's another Hitchhiker Brew because that's where my latest pickup came from. Uh, theories without data. Data. Do you say data or data? Depends on if I'm trying to sound smart. It's like caramel or caramel. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that I've is, which is not in this beer. But. I think I've caught myself saying both. Data. I think I go data. Data. I think data data sounds right when you're talking about like i don't know computers and you want to sound smart in front of somebody yeah data if you're talking about like analytics and like basketball you say data you know what you're talking about <laughs> all right that works that makes a lot of sense uh i feel like theories without data sounds better than theories without data okay. yeah anyway <laughs> That's the beer I'm drinking this week. Um, last week in the episode that I got kicked off of by you, we all we all did by Zencaster. By Zencaster kicked you off, not us. Yeah, Even this, you just... I, this podcast never sponsored by Zencaster. <laughs> I guess yeah. You know what I said? This, I'm doing Hitchhiker again, but nobody knew that I had Hitchhiker last week because it never made it to the airwaves. I had opposite Bane, which turned out to be quite bitter, and this is a little heavier on the ABV side, but boy, is it smooth. I mean, I could, I could put, I could put a few of these down. Nice. Yeah. And uh, what is, what is the ABV here? It is uh, 8.5, which is pretty good for the <sighs> sleep training blues. So we're going to rock this one tonight, boys. Wow. Yeah. 8.5. That's, that's the Northern hemisphere. Yeah. That's up there. Yeah. It, it, like... I'll tell you what, man. Sometimes you need it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Consistency. I got Good it. Pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, this week I have a uh, I have a brew that I, I need you guys to say the name of. Okay. I'm going to say it first, but then I need you guys to say it. There's a reason why. So Golden Road Brewing. I love Golden Road so much. And they've got this awesome beer that is called Mango Cart, but it's inspired by mimosas and it's called Champango. Hey, Champango! <laughs> is that like icy light mango on champagne? Is that what that is? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to call this icy light mango on champagne. That's go. what this I is called it. now. No longer called Champango, but um, it is awesome. Their mango cart beer is like their most popular beer. It's like super good. And they added some bubbles and added some, uh, I don't know, some champagne type feel to it. And it's still beer, but it tastes like a mango mimosa and it's awesome. So 
Big shouts to uh, Golden Road. I hope all their locations are still doing great because I can't wait to go to it when uh, this whole thing is done. But yeah, Golden Road, Champango. I'm super jealous of that right now. The mango cart's one of one of my all-time favorite beers. How so good? Easily delicious and crushable it is. It's so so good. So as you were speaking, that my jaw was kind of <laughs> had to prevent it from dropping completely to the floor. And that is a that's a brunch breakdown beer right there. If there ever oh, was yeah. one, fantastic, oh, yeah. fantastic yes. work. Nice work, gentlemen. Well done. Um, <laughs> I've got something from out of left field for mm-hmm. you, gentlemen here this week now again speaking about brunch beers haven't had one of those myself in a while we've been thinking very warm weather type of beers a lot lately in fact we all had that last week which nobody heard about anyways um but i have one here it's from mountains walking brewery which is out of montana and this is their it's a seasonal series and it's called sweets this is a sour ale with banana maple syrup, cinnamon, and lactose. And so how, how is it a sour? If like it has, that's all very sweet stuff. It is. And it is mostly sweet. You, you probably, it's probably labeled a sour, but that's really a stretch to be honest with you. You're getting a lot of, you get a lot of maple here from the, in the cinnamon are, are very sweet. You're right. It tastes and almost drinks like a maple syrup. It's, thick it's a thick breakfast quote-unquote sour um it drinks like it but the banana and i have to show you this absolutely gorgeous can one of the most beautiful cans of beer i've ever seen in my entire life um it has nothing to do with the beer inside looks like an album cover it does look like an album cover, which is why i'm holding on to this one we we keep some of the certain ones and this is certainly a keeper but the sweets sour ale with banana maple syrup cinnamon yeah it's thick it's uh, it's a little bit heavy, but it is a perfect brunch beer. Um, wonderful. If you like a sweet beer, again, don't be fooled by the sour. I'm, I'm glad you said that, Chris. It's it's really not. It is more sweet than anything. But gentlemen, the uh, Mountains Walking Brewery coming out of left field. This one is delicious. Interesting. Wow. Get yourself some some banana blueberry pancakes. A side of this. You're good Listen to, go. to the brunch breakdown. Oh, what a day. What a brunch. That's <laughs> it right there. Have either, have either of you guys been to Montana? Uh, no. And mm-hmm. when Dan said Montana, I got a little uncomfortable because that sounds like one of the states I shit all over in like a previous episode when I said like Ooh. children shouldn't grow up there. True. So, yeah. Seems like more of a vacation destination. I know it's very beautiful there, but there's nothing really out there besides na- nature. And that sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's where like a lot of rich people just like buy like a ridiculous amount of acres so they can like do all the things they want and like they're on their own land. You know, I could see that. There's the beauty of home ownership right there. (laughs) Yeah. And all I think about is that is like, all right, so if there's a problem with your HVAC or gas, it takes forever for somebody to get there. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) So no, screw that. No, you're not going to get me to love Honor on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe the next one, but not definitely not today. As not today. you probably already heard drilling in the background of my house. All right, <laughs> so let's get into uh, get it off our chests. We kind of a little a couple of us have already done that a little bit, but uh, so Dan, let's start with you because you know Chris has already done a little bit. I've done yeah. a little bit. Go for it. Get well, it off your chest. I- ironically, 
I had no idea how you were going to start the episode this week as we, Chris and I typically never do. And ironically, it fits in right with your theme. So Bob Vila, pay attention. You're not going to like anything that I have to say. Um, but this is also really aimed at homeowners. Okay. I've been helping a good friend of the program, uh, Brendan. Um, you've heard us talk about his Legend Status podcast. Check him out. He gives us a shout. We want to give him a shout out every, uh, every Tuesday. Good stuff at Legend Status Podcast. But he's very early in the process of purchasing his first house. Okay, so naturally, I'm helping him with the house hunting uh, whereabouts of, of where he's going to live and how it's all going to go down. And just getting involved in this process once again, homeowners, take care of your shit, okay? Take care, and this is not directed at either of you for what we talked about to start this podcast. It's just ironic. Let me, I'll let just, just let me finish. Let me finish. And I'm not talking about like change your furnace filters, you know, uh, every a couple of months or replace your water filter in your refrigerator. Um, and I'm not talking like completely upgrade, get modern stuff like that. I'm talking about regular upkeep. You know what I mean? Regular upkeep. If your paint starts to chip on the outside or inside of your house, fix it. If you have a broken tile in the bathroom, in the basement, wherever it is, fix it. If you have mold in your basement, fix it. If you have water damage anywhere, fix it. If your roof is old and shingles are falling off and it's at 25 years or older, freaking fix it. Nobody wants your beat up crap house. Okay. Don't treat your house like a rental. If you don't want to do that stuff, then you should be a renter. Okay, you just talked about that, Didi. Maybe some people were just meant to be renters. There are plenty of homeowners across this country that should be renting and not actually owning a house. Okay, and now you can understand why Didi, in particular, he understands why his previous homeowner didn't take care of their shit, and now he has to take care of it. And that's a bunch of garbage. Uh, invest in your house now. Trust me. It pays off later. If you can't afford it, do it later. If you can't afford it ever, don't buy the house. Okay. You made the mistake from the get-go. Nobody wants to walk into a house and see paint chipping off the wall and be like, yeah, I want to buy this and take care of your problems. Take care of your shit. It'll pay off later. Trust me, put equity in your house. Don't take care of your car better than your home, which you live in. So I just getting into this process again, seeing homes with him, it blows my mind how people don't give a shit about how their house looks. They just let it fall apart and then expect somebody else to deal with it. And they lose money in the end when they sell it for next to nothing. So please take care of your house. Amen. Dan is, uh, a lot of people don't know this. <clears throat> if you're, if you're not, if you're not a, a close personal friend of Dan's, you're probably not aware that it's like somewhere in the friendship agreement with Dan that he's contractually obligated to help you buy your house. That's true. Uh, like virtually all of our friends, Dan has like gone to the showings with. So like I, I, <laughs> I Dan did that for us. And yeah. I'm picturing Dan like walking through these open houses and just 
smoke coming out of his ears that he's he's so angry because yeah but that's but see the thing is dan like you notice i think you notice a lot of stuff that other people don't which is why it's helpful that you help help your friends find the right places because maybe somebody doesn't notice like the cracked tile or the chipping paint but dan's got that radar I do. And you're, and you're right. And I hope that's, that makes me a valuable resources that I look for things. When I go to view houses with people, they need to be looking at like livability, right? Does this work for what you like? Does it have the upgrades that you want? Is the space right? And I'm in there judging every other mother effing detail about those <laughs> homes and being like, this is why you shouldn't buy this house. Cause the previous homeowner didn't take care of it. And hopefully avoiding that avoiding what Didi's going through right now and realizing after you've purchased the home, oh shit, they didn't take care of this. Now we have to. So I try, I, I, I try and I invest maybe too much in it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it makes us mad because I would have flown you out here to do this whole process <laughs> with us. You have no idea how mad we are that we couldn't like make up some excuses. Like when we started doing this, cause it was like the interest rates are super low and it's just like, you got to at least look. And then when yeah. you're buying a house, and the thing was, we were super mad because we were like, I would literally fly Dan out here <laughs> to come do this with us because he did it with everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> he did it with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. When we, when we bought our house, like when, when we decided on this house and like we, we moved to this step of like getting the inspection done, like Dan showed up to the house and like, like opened the driver door and like came out of it with his ladder and like ran, like came into the house. He was in the attic checking shit out. Like yeah. I, we felt very confident because we had uh, Dan, the property man checking things out. So, yeah. yeah. I remember when you were buying the house, Dan was out here for something and he's talking to you guys about whatever the hell you had just seen. And I'm like, I remember all these things like vividly and like helping slaw and like helping everyone. And I'm just like, I don't get that help. But we did call Dan like nine, basically like nine one one at like 10 o'clock at night. I don't know. It was really late. And we were <laughs> like true. freaking out because we were about to make, a, we were about to do something really stupid. So yeah. we were very happy to have Dan help us do that. That's true. I was help. I was glad to at least help you through that stage. I knew it was in yeah. any other time I would have been out there. No doubt about it with you guys along, along the way. I've, yeah, he would have picked a house with an extra room for him. Oh, it would have been sure. awesome. Oh, this one looks great right here. I like, you know, uh, put all the problems, you know, swipe all the problems and uh, push them under the rug a little bit. Like, there's nothing wrong with this house. This is perfect. Uh, Plenty of room for see, me. That's all that matters. Now, now, now I'm starting to think this might have been a better, this was a better plan. Be able to call him from far away because we ended up with a four bedroom house that had all these issues, but like Dan had more than enough space. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I'm there for your next one. <laughs> Chris, get it off your chest. First, before I do, are, Dan, are you wearing an orange drink hoodie? I, I am. I'm so glad you pointed that out. We, we mentioned orange drink. I think it's two weeks ago. The amazing band that you and I uh, had way, way back in the day. And this is OG OD merch. That's unbelievable. The orange drink hoodie. And it even's got, you know. That's what I saw because I couldn't the see the there. I couldn't see the orange drink yeah. behind your mic behind I was like, the microphone. But this is the orange drink, the, the official orange drink hoodie. And yeah, drums there on the side. It was amazing. All we all had all members of the band had one of these. I'm so glad you pointed that out. I love it. I love it. I love Rack. that you guys just walked around with OD on your thing. Yeah, uh, did not occur to us <laughs> initially <laughs> that like as teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> 
did, didn't occur. This is a, God. this is a, this is a sweatshirt for home. <laughs> <laughs> Let this be a note to all the kids out there, all the kids aspiring to be in their own band. Have some, have an adult check your merch. Just all right. Sure. Just for those things. Check your initials, you know? check your merch. Yes. Yeah. God. All right. I'm going to go guys. Uh, no, Chris, that was Chris. Go. That was Chris's get off the right. chest. That Chris, was it. That was your chance. Good job. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> he was like, wow, orange drink. There you go. Chris, get it off your chest. Um, okay. Baseball is preparing to start again. And I've made my thoughts about baseball pretty clear on this podcast. Won't go into too much detail about what I've already said, other than it is quite literally the dumbest sport that I can think of. Um, and it got dumber this week. I, I watch a very little amount of TV. The amount, the most that I watch is normally while I'm working out and there's ESPN on in the background. And I saw a headline. Actually, you know what, before I, before I go into this, I want to ask you too, what do you think is the most exciting part of baseball? Ooh, like of every kind, like every single game, just like the sport of baseball. Like, yeah. Like what excites you? Do you, do you, do you you think it's really cool to see like a hundred mile per hour fastball? Do you think it's really cool to, um, home runs, home runs? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's home runs and second close. Second is like a pitcher's duel when the game is just like going lightning fast and like pitchers just mowing people down. That's it. That's true. Like getting runs. out of a getting out of a game in like two hours and eight minutes is like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the most most exciting thing for you guys is Ooh. getting out of that baseball game as quickly as possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, lots of home runs where like the game's out of hand. You're like, we can leave in the seventh, right? <laughs> yeah. That's true too. That's that's also true. Well, I saw a headline on ESPN. Your answer was perfect. Uh, in 2019. I guess Major League Baseball set some type of record for the amount of home runs in a single season. And now because of that, they are like actively trying to deaden the baseball so that players can't hit as many home runs. I there find me a dumber decision in professional sports for a sport that needs help, that needs excitement, that needs a younger audience to care when like Luka Doncic is shooting 43 pointers a night, find, find me a sport that needs more help than baseball. And like, that was their big decision this year. I don't really have a vested interest in it, but that seems dumb. Yeah, I totally, I'm with you there. You know, they, I don't know if they actually ever came out and admitted it or not. Cause some players were saying that it happened. They like in 2019, they actually were juicing the balls to get, more home runs because the game was so boring and now there's like it like it had too big of an effect so now they're taking <laughs> trying to deaden the ball um i hope it doesn't have i hope it's not drastic it sounds like it may not be but i don't really buy into that science that you can tell me that it's only going to shorten the ball i think i saw a foot or two for any ball hit over 350 feet okay i don't buy that at all that that's 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 so minimal 
you know, it, it wouldn't even really be worth the headline at that point. And, but the fact that they're coming out and saying that makes me think like they're going to regret this and the game is going to get more and more boring again. Like you said, uh, Chris, you need the excitement in the game. And if this takes it away, uh, boy, they only have themselves to look at. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I look at, I look at home runs sort of like I look at the three pointer because basketball still basketball i wish there weren't such emphasis on three-pointer but like with i feel like there's a lot of i feel like you look through half the lineup and everyone's trying to hit home runs though yeah like everybody is trying to hit them it's not just a couple people trying to hit home runs it's like everybody leadoffs trying to hit home runs like everyone is trying to hit them and i don't know it seems it seems like i don't say it was killing baseball i'd rather have more home runs than not but there's got to be some kind of like medium there yeah i'm not just seeing guys just swing for the fences every single time they go up and you're just like this picture is not that good well that's the other thing we also they've also been setting records for the amount of strikeouts in a season yeah which when you're doing that with home runs then the game is that's a bad baseball when like you're swinging for the fence every time because you know the ball is juiced and it doesn't take as much effort to get over the fence so if they can get to that medium where the home run is still valued but you're still seeing enough of them more than you know, two, maybe one and a half, two a game, you got to at least have something like that, but you play too much small ball, then it's really going to start to bore that bore that younger audience. Juice everything. Okay. The most exciting, <laughs> the most exciting time in baseball in my life was the McGuire Sosa bonds era where every year it was like, you wanted to watch as the season wore on because it was going to be some type of home run race. I couldn't tell you who's in the home run race the last 10 years. I don't really give a shit because it's boring as hell. Juice everything. Um, make juice the commissioner. That's what we should do. There it is. OJ. OJ for commissioner. Get it off my chest. Make it happen. <laughs> they should have like a special, like every 10th ball is like super juiced, but nobody knows it. Nobody knows oh, when that ball like- comes out. Like the three-point competition at the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah, like, with like the golden ball that's worth more. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think they even do it in the home run competition now, The one, like the last one. But yeah, they should do one, it yeah. where there's no way to know it. And all of a sudden, pitcher's up, and you just you know throw a fastball his way, and it's like 450 feet out of there. And they're like, super juice. <laughs> Had it been the super juice. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Change I can believe in. I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan. OJ, commissioner, get the super juice ball. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> All juice around. OJ's back. We know. Let's go. OJ's Let's go. Back. He's yeah. vaccinated. Is the other is the Major League Baseball commissioner vaccinated? Probably not. OJ's vaccinated. Here's the juice. Here's Let's the juice. go. Back in the stands. <laughs> OJ. <laughs> All right, boys. Um, I'm gonna get this off my chest. Um, celebrities. All the celebrities who listen to this podcast, this is a PSA from Daniel Dudley. Please, please, guys, stop announcing divorces. Stop doing horrific things, as you'll see about the whole Tiger Woods thing that's coming out, um, or that's out. Uh, Do those things in the morning. Don't do those things in the afternoon. Wonder (laughs) why? Because they ruin my life. They ruin my house. I am... Working from home. My wife is working from home. We've got two kids. We've got a toddler who is crazy and jumping over everything. If you even give her a second, like just 
don't pay attention to Sergio for a second. She's all, all, she's like standing on top of the TV. And then <laughs> Major is an absolute, just, just cries all the time. He's a big mama's boy. Anytime Siobhan puts him down, he just starts yelling. So celebrities, my wife works for TMZ. I need you to not do anything in the afternoons because that ruins everything going on in this house. All right. And I believe that other husbands, hashtag TMZ husbands, hashtag TMZ wives, we all feel the same way. Don't ruin our don't ruin our evenings. Don't ruin our evenings. We want our mornings. That, Dude, like that's a fair enough test. request. That's very fair. That's very fair because they work yeah. hard enough as it is. And I can only imagine that like once the workday is quote unquote technically over and you can actually maybe relax in the new home that you just bought, somebody else's stupid decision ruins the night for all of you. <laughs> Doesn't really seem fair. So there's a cutoff. There needs to be a cutoff. We're on fa- I'm in favor. I second this. It's all of a sudden it's brunch court. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, we've been hearing about Kim and Kanye getting divorced for months and they decided, she decides to do it at like 1230 on Friday. <laughs> Friday. 1230 on Friday. Siobhan's po- like producing like 8,000 shows that day and you decide to drop the bomb 1230 on Friday. There's no such thing as like a news dump in the celebrity world. That's like 24 seven. You can't just expect that to <laughs> the timing Jeez. of it based to make it, make it go away. It makes other people's lives worse. People come on. We're there for ruins you. It. We're there for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for being here for me. Hashtag TMZ husbands. That's right. All right. <laughs> well, like three min- to the- we're going to be three men and a little baby. No problem. <laughs> we'll be right there. <laughs> Well, let's get into the main course, boys. Oh. Um, Chris, you hit us up in the group chat telling us about um, LeBron putting out an album. Let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah. So I just, again, ESPN is playing in the background when I lift. And the he- the headline was like, LeBron wants to release a rap album, but he doesn't want to rap on it. And so I texted you guys. And I was just like, what the, what does that mean? I have no idea what that means. Any, well, any ideas? I mean, I'm glad it's not him rapping because if anybody had the honor and privilege of listening to the track that he did with Kevin Durant, what, like uh, a couple of years ago, it was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> like rappers are rappers for a reason and they're good at it for a reason. And just because you think you can read and like sort of be in tune and then like that, let the producer do the rest of the work doesn't mean you should do it. LeBron can do a lot of things. Rapping is certainly not one of them but if he's playing some other role where he is sort of producing didn't he do something like this with uh two chains where he was sort of like a part of that album but don't really know exactly what he was doing on it except not rapping something like that yeah he was like the i forget what they because it wasn't producer title it was like music something and yeah. it was like so you just listened to the music with two chains it was very vague like you offered your opinion and he forced the like kind of had to take it because i don't know because he's lebron and that's why he got his name on the on the record i don't know <laughs> listen if lebron's gonna be like dj khaled on the record i'm cool with it well that's yeah yeah there you go if he's just throwing who, his name out there and getting other people together people helping people yeah because who doesn't want to be on a lebron james album you know, that's true. I would be on a LeBron James album, even though I think this is stupid. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I would do it. I didn't know LeBron previously rapped on anything. All I could think though, was that like, if he did do a rap album, uh, I, I want him to be, I want it to be awful because he's so damn good at so many things that like, we need to, we need to, like the ultra superstars, we need to know more about what they're awful at to humanize them. Okay. Yes. LeBron, I can't relate to LeBron at all. Other than he lived in the state next to me until he was 18 and then got drafted to the national basketball association. <laughs> That's where we stopped having something in common. Okay. Um, I need to know more about what he sucks at. And hopefully it sounds like this is one of them. So actually, I guess I just talked myself into it. LeBron, <laughs> do your thing. Release this rap album album that you don't rap on. Um, give the people what they don't want. I'm in favor of that, about like being great at everything. You know, sit down, be humble. And yeah, let us see that weaker side. And it is... It's rapping for LeBron James. Uh, he can act. He's the greatest or one of the greatest basketball players ever to play. You shouldn't be allowed to be good at everything, right? You just you just shouldn't. Now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we haven't found that weakness yet. Maybe it'll come out someday. Has he but... rapped? Ooh. Yes. Has he really? Yes. Moana, uh, you're welcome. He raps on that. Like the last verse of You're Welcome. He raps on it. Put it on is the it, playlist this week, Dan. Is it any good? Um, no, because <laughs> okay. the version that came out with like regular singers, because it's him and the girl who plays Moana with that version that's like Jordan Fisher and Lynn Manuel, and it's actually like enjoyable. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes it sound but the rock, worse, I'm sure. But the rock's version does play well in the movie. It works well in the movie, but when you're okay. listening to it outside of the movie, you're like, time and place. Not a good look. Also, just like listen to yourself, record yourself like we do here. It took a while for me to adjust to the sound of my voice when we started podcasting years and years and years ago. Like some people just don't have a voice for something like that. LeBron's voice is so deep. It just doesn't work. And you have to, (laughs) rapping isn't just talking. It's not. You really have to make it work. And the producer can only do so much to adjust the tone. And they can to make it coincide with the notes of the song without completely auto-tuning it, you have to try to make that work. And some people just, you know, better on the other side of the glass. <laughs> yeah. I Well, Space Jam comes out this summer, so I have a feeling that was, that, that's That'll be gotta huge. be, he's going to be giving us something. Of uh, an album. A, uh, a rap rendition of I Believe I Can Fly off of the we first, might. the first trip soundtrack. I think we might leave R. Kelly alone for this one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no feature needed. Just just rap. Just rap <laughs> instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think think R. Kelly won't be involved Good idea. in the in Good this idea. project. <laughs> just, just a guess. Just a guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you want to see on who do you want to hear on the LeBron album? Who do you want to hear LeBron talking to? Oh man. No, no other NBA players. <laughs> I don't like. Damian about... Lillard's definitely going to be on it. I was going to say Damian Lillard's for sure. He's ah, okay, he's rapping see... on like four different commercials right now for four different companies. He's for sure <laughs> yeah. going to be on that. That's a great point. And Dame is actually like, I feel like he's like becoming legitimate. Like the minute he 
built his own recording studio in the NBA bubble. I was like, all right, dude, I'm going to start taking him seriously. That's legit. Yeah. Now he's probably like a terrible cook, but he can rap. But we just need to see that. <laughs> yeah. So humanize that guy. Okay. Wait, is Looking this a show? Game. Yeah. Can this be a, sh- is this a show? We challenge <laughs> yeah. the greatest athletes to do stuff that we know they're bad at. Yes. Just so we can watch them be awful. We watch them for hours and hours. It feels like, I've, I mean, I've been watching LeBron since he was like 16 years old. Uh, you know, he's been on ESPN forever. And I want to see him do stuff that he's terrible at. Like, I, I want him to learn how to knit. Something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Something I, I wanna, that they, I, we know that they're not yeah. good at. And we just get to watch that and enjoy it and be like, I can do that better than you. How about that? We got one. We, let us all have a tally on one of these people. That's all we Sydney need. Sidney Crosby, put the HVAC system in. Come on, say, <laughs> put the HVAC system in my house. See how good you are. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah, because like everything with Sidney Crosby, like, oh yeah, he, he played baseball and he like hit home runs all the time. He was like great at everything he did. Well, what does he suck at? I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a show. This has to be TM on all this, by the way. we This is already <laughs> in pre-production. Idea. Like, this is an amazing idea. Like Serena Williams. What do you suck at? Oh, yeah. Because you haven't showed us yet. Because you haven't showed us anything that's been bad whatsoever. Maybe she's just bad at Excel or something like that. She just can't <laughs> she just can't get her grips around the program. She's fine at Word, but she hates Microsoft Excel. Can't do it. Let us see it. Come on. <laughs> and that's why she married the guy, the Reddit guy. This is the Reddit guy I think she's married to. It all makes and sense. It's either Reddit or Snapchat. One of those guys who sold their thing for billions. But yeah. And that's why. Because she's not that's good it. at Excel. She's not good at Excel. So we need, that's a show. good at Excel. Everybody's bad at something. <laughs> that's and the name to... of the show. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Wow. TM, 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 all the TM. TM. Don't even all think the, about all it. All the TMs, TMs, TMs. Yeah. It is 6.05 on Tuesday, February 3rd. <laughs> I love this idea right now. (laughs) I love this idea so much. This is good. Good. All right. Well, uh, let's go to something that I don't know if you guys think this is good or bad. Uh, Mars, a lot of crazy video of Mars in this amazing Mars rover thing that I thought they already did, but I guess this is the better Mars rover that they've done. I guess it's like 10 years in between. And uh, the pictures look, what do you guys think? of mars in these this crazy video oh full disclosure i am an enormous space nerd a hundred percent i absolutely okay. love space i watched that two-hour broadcast while working of course uh but i was double screening and i had it on watch the perseverance rover land and Yes, this is like the fourth or fifth rover that has landed on mars but naturally these things take years to build and takes a couple of months to get to Mars. So you think it, yeah, it's only been a couple of years since the last rover has been there, but that rover is probably actually like 10 years old or something like that. So there hasn't been any high definition camera video. There's never been audio. They've never had a microphone on Mars until now. And now we're getting all of that. And to me, it is wild and amazing. Now I was being a space nerd. There's a lot of like space based shows especially like on Netflix, there is a lot of them and a lot of them about the process of habitating uh, Mars. And 
they've done a pretty good job. It looks exactly like that. Nobody should be surprised about what they see. It looks like the desert and nothing out there and a bunch of dirt and sand. So it's not all that fascinating to really, you weren't surprised by anything. It was just, I guess, cool to see it in high definition and realize there's no weird sounds going on there, at least yet. I thought the sound part was fascinating because like, like you said, we've always had like renderings or like kind of fuzzy pictures of what it would look like, but it never, ever occurred to me. Like, what is life sound like on another planet? And I don't know if it was because of like the Rover that it was on, if that thing makes noise, but it was kind of like this humming. And like, when you walk outside, do you notice just the ambient noise at all? You don't, you know, right. it's just, you're outside that yeah. and that's outside and like outside on Mars, according to that video sounds way different than outside here, which is like probably, yeah, duh. Okay. Of course it does. It's a different freaking planet, but like that never you're occurred. Like, you're like birds. You're like, <laughs> he's like, what the hell? <laughs> not a tree in sight there's birds (laughs) but yeah it never it never occurred to me like that that thought i never wondered what does it sound like on another planet so that was really cool yeah i just wish they'd find something or somebody (laughs) just like find a body find a bird you know what i mean like i want them just like all of a sudden there's a cat just chilling (laughs) and they're like holy crap because the thing that makes me most excited about these things, like the first Mars rover thing, and then this one, um, is just how hard these people work on this shit. Because it shows. Because they go up there, they do the thing, and then it's like, oh yeah, we really found nothing. But they are losing their mind for reasons that, like, I don't really understand. But they're so happy, and they are so excited, and. Like, and I'm just like, you guys work so hard to find nothing. More dirt. Like, Dan, like, what, what, yeah, it's like, what can you say that they found? I don't, I guess I just don't, you know, I'm not, in, like, I, I have no desire to go to space. Like, I'm not like the biggest space person, but it's like, you know, be interesting to all of a sudden find out if there's like a New York City somewhere out there and it's just been happening. Right, right. <laughs> but like, other than that, I'm like, did they find anything? So, yeah, the big thing about this rover is it's been a project for eight years. So it's taken a long, long time for them to get to this point. So, yeah, that's that's probably why there was a lot of relief that it actually landed and just (laughs) blow up in their faces, quite literally. Um, The thing about this rover is, like I said, it's the first one to provide high-definition photos. It's the first to have the microphone and things like that. But... The biggest thing is that this is going to be the first one to be able to collect samples. And here's the part. Eventually, make their way back to Earth, which they then hope they will be able to find something that showed some signs of previous life, whether through like bacteria and things like that, that did exist on Mars, which will then completely change how landing on Mars and habitating Mars will be in what, 2032, 33, something like that, whenever 2038, I can't remember the year right now. But uh, so this one's going to be able to do that and eventually bring the samples back to Earth for the first time. And then they'll be able to figure out if they need to completely rely on self, be self reliant on growing things on Mars, or if they're going to be able to use any part of that planet um, 
to be able to grow things and be sustainable. So the problem is they have to send another rocket to get there and then send another rocket to land there and then send another rocket back to earth with all that. And that's like seven years away. <laughs> I can't fly. So, I can't fly to Hawaii. Okay. So that's yeah, just ridiculous. Right. So there's a lot, a lot to get stress. there. So it's the first step in what is hopefully many, many, many things of future awesomeness. But right now they're just, Hey, just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. <laughs> that's a lot of steps. Yeah. To get back here. And like, say 2032. I think that's the year is 20. It's, I think it's 2032 or maybe I'm it's gonna 20, be 45. I'm going to be 45 years old. It's 32. For some reason, 38 is coming to mind too. All these shows where they have the timeline is really like yeah. messing me up now, but yeah, that's, that's the plan. They're going to get the samples. Like just, there's not going to be much time from when they get the samples to when they actually plan to go and land on Mars. Naturally, they're going to go to the moon first. That's I think in a four or five years is the plan to go to the moon, Did set up shop. Say- set up a gas station. That's basically what it is. And then get to Mars. <laughs> Did you say naturally they'll go to the moon first? Naturally. Got to go to the moon first. <laughs> got to stop off, say hello, make sure the flag's still up there. It's like when and you then, go somewhere in Pennsylvania, you're like, okay, we'll stop at Sheets first, obviously. Naturally. And then we'll yeah, get some right. food. And then... <laughs> moon. Like the Sheets course, on the way to Mars. DC, we're going to stop in Breezewood. Like it's, it's what happened. <laughs> the moon is the Sheets of the solar system. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So, oh, but, this, but Dan, there's another part of this that you sent us. Yes. The, <laughs> <laughs> we can turn this into a space podcast and I'll just talk for two hours. Let's go, baby. <laughs> space brunch, man. Space brunch. Space brunch. But there's another part of this. Uh, someone's going there this year. Yes. Right? The, the, and we talked about Super Bowl commercials and we kind of let this one, it, it kind of went over my head because- it wasn't all that super interesting or maybe it was diving into the guac too much at that time. But the inspiration for is a commercial that's still actively running and it's with SpaceX naturally. And the CEO of a company called shift for payments, which is really set up for like paying restaurants and retail and things like that. Like way back in the day, guys worth billion of dollars, billions of dollars. Um, the CEO of that company is an accomplished pilot. He holds world records. He's been, he, he's been through training. He co-founded the first privately owned um, like Air Force or something like that. So the guy kind of knows his stuff. But here's the thing. They're sending up a rocket, the Inspiration4, with four people on it. He's one of them. And he's the most experienced person on the rocket. He's never been into space. Okay, but he's being trained as an astronaut in a, like a year. So he's in charge. <laughs> um, but this is all, it's a great idea. It's to raise awareness for St. Jude, which is, which is amazing. Um, and they're taking, two, they're taking three other civilians with them. Uh, one is a, a frontline worker who this guy, I think, met through St. Jude, is a cancer survivor, great story. But there's two other open seats that you, the two of us, two out of three of us, I can only assume it would be Dan and Dee, Dee since you guys did the podcast last week without me. So well, I have mean, fun. If we're going to go based on seniority then, then maybe. Um, <laughs> but um, you can donate. There's two ways to enter. You can donate to St. Jude, various levels, just kind of like any other contest, right? You get, you donate $50, you get 10 entries. You donate $5,000, you get 500, whatever it may be. And then they're just going to pick one random person. All right. Okay. That's the generosity seat. 
You have a name. That's the generosity seat. Or you could post an inspirational business story on social media. They'll pick that winner, and that's the prosperity seat. Um, they'll be trained, tested, and they will be launched in the fourth quarter of this year. This year, that rocket's going, and they're going to orbit uh, the Earth for a couple of days. Uh, you got to come back down, though. And so, it's would you guys would you guys even enter a contest like this for a chance to go to space with somebody who's not necessarily an astronaut? Absolutely not. I, you could put me in there with the most highly trained astronauts, and I would not go. Um, no, because this sounds like you, Dan, all of a sudden call us up and say, hey, uh, I've been taking space lessons for a year. <laughs> I went to space camp over the summer. All right, we're going to space, yo. No, no, I'm not doing that. No, this just sounds like somebody who's worth a billion dollars. There's a reason why all these all these billionaires, the, the, the Virgin Atlantic guy, Bezos, freaking Elon Musk, all these billionaires, they're obsessed with space because they have nothing else to care for. So they're like, it's all a status thing for them. Jesus, it's all a status thing for them. <laughs> they just Sounds like you're going to space right now. No, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they just want to do something that nobody else can do. That's all this is about. I can see that you just run out of stuff to do and uh, space is the final frontier, so. I think that's, yeah, it's exactly what it is for this guy. He's got these world records and he's an accomplished pilot. He's done everything he can in the earth's atmosphere on a jet. So why not go into space and go around there a couple of times? That's the part that kind of freaks me out. And because these other astronauts have been training for years to just have a chance to go into space. And this guy's just picking it up as a hobby. He calls Elon Musk, who, Elon Musk, who has probably just as, you know, they're in the same ballpark in terms of how much they're worth and he's like yeah we'll put you on one fine why not um it seems i I like this one because it is obviously for a good cause and they're picking kind of people randomly unlike the virgin one where it's like a 200 it's two hundred fifty thousand dollar check to get a seat um now you could probably spend that money here donate to a good cause good cause and you'd have a lot more chances than anybody else but some of these like packages five thousand dollars and up have already been sold out and this thing's only been live for two and a half weeks. Uh, but it's moving a little too quickly for me and just be like, yeah, we're going to space in like eight months. We'll get you trained up and ready to go. And like, don't worry about your job because uh, we don't know if you'll make it back. So even as much as I love space, I don't know if I would. I mean, I might still donate. Maybe worth a shot, you know, playing the Mega Millions, something like that. <laughs> you could always opt out, but uh, seems can like you sell your seat if you win. Can you sell your seat? Oh, like third, yeah, third market. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Put it on StubHub. Worth it. Yeah. Hey, it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. That's actually where the money's at right there. Right. Winning That's really, you're going to talk about winning the Powerball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our next thing here. We got another, we got a classic pick two here for the brunch breakdown. Uh, love it. Uh, Dan, you found this one and uh, let us go because baseball is coming up, spring training. People are going to be there at spring training and pick two stadium snacks, guys. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Now the graphic here, as it shows, there's nine items on the graphic. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, which of course you can every single week, uh, you'll see the image there. But for those of you listening, uh, we've got nine ballpark, classic ballpark items. We've got popcorn, beer, Pizza, hot dogs, peanuts, nachos, 
pop, soft pretzels, and French fries to round it out. So, which one of you guys wants to go first? We're 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 picking two here. We're only picking two of these ballpark snacks. What'll it be? I'll go first. I mean, if we're talking about you know being at a baseball game, I gotta start with a beer. Um, because how the hell am I going to get through this game without a beer? <laughs> so, but there is something I will give baseball, you know, it's due. There is something about like a beer and a baseball game for like two innings. It feels right. And you get to the third and you're like, okay, what, what do I do next? And then you, <laughs> and then you leave, but I'll go beer first. Can we, Talk about how baseball is just one big outdoor dining experience. <laughs> that's, that's really Especially if is. you're from Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, I'm yeah. from Pittsburgh. I'm not from Chicago or Boston or New York or wherever the hell you guys enjoy baseball. Like, I, I, I know baseball of going to eat. We have a great stadium and you go to eat. And I'm starting with hot dog. Nothing better than a Dodger dog or whatever you call your hot dogs, wherever you are at. And there are so many different kinds of hot dogs now, but yeah, hot dog. I love that. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, I don't know how other cities react, but when you live in a city like Pittsburgh, like you were talking about Chris, and it's not about the baseball team, it's about the experience and basically an outdoor dining concept. Like you said, Dee. When they announce the new like, concession food for the year, it is huge news and super exciting because what's my reason this year? Can't wait. What do I need to get? Yeah. So that part yeah. I love. Can, can, uh, I, can I add to that, Dan, that one year the Pirates slogan for the season was come hungry. Pittsburgh and baseball, baby. They Pittsburgh knew. and baseball. They knew. Amazing. They, it's they had the, I remember the year they announced those, uh, the, uh, the, the, I think they were tater tot. They called them tachos. Yes. They were like tater tot nachos. And I was yeah. like, this is serious. <laughs> that opened up local news broadcasts around the city. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how, I mean, you, that's why you go to pirate games when they exactly. did the all you can eat seats and that. Like, oh, come, yeah. on, oh, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, I'm starting with the beer too. Uh, for all the reasons that you said, Chris, it's just it's just fitting. And you know, there are other sports where it you know you have a beer, but it's just not as comfortable and relaxing. The fact that you're outside, the fact that for the most part, it doesn't really matter what you're watching. Um, you're just out there enjoying it. It sounds like it is. It's like you're one big picnic outside. It feels right. The beer in baseball, they just go together. So that's pick one for me. I'm glad you guys mentioned the all-you-can-eat seats because technically you don't have to pick two. You can have whatever it's you true. want. It's <laughs> true. Um, I'm going to go with a hot dog as well. Not because it's necessarily like if we're talking about other sports, it's probably not my go-to, but for some reason like hot dogs and baseball go together and it's probably one of the very few settings anymore in which like i proactively choose hot dog you know what i mean like there's not a lot of settings in which i'm like yeah like i definitely got to get a hot dog <laughs> you know what i mean so i'm gonna go hot dog as well um but like for whatever reason like when i go to hockey games like nachos is where it's at i don't i don't have a reason Ooh. to describe that but football games 
I'm going for hot chocolate like every time. So it's, it's interesting how there's like a go-to for me for different sports, but yeah, it'll be hot dog for this one. Yeah. A hot dog. See hot dog is cool for baseball. And I feel like hot dog is the same for like concerts for me too, because you have a moment where you can sit, right? Because you don't, you're not eating during like the main acts on or whatever. You're probably, you're eating like in between. And I feel like that's just all of baseball. It's kind of like the in between, you know, you <laughs> yeah. might stand up for a home run, but how many home runs, let's be honest, how many home runs are in an actual game that you're going to be standing up on your feet, you know? And that's why a hot dog to me was my first pick, just because you can enjoy a hot dog. You don't have to worry about fumbling it. You don't have to worry about dropping it. Nothing like that. You're just kind of like chilling at a baseball game. Not that, but um, my second pick it makes it so hard because you're like, what do you do? Just not drink the whole time, but you know what? I'm I, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna, you know, hopefully have enough saliva in my throat that I can last. <laughs> pretzel going with the pretzel. Ooh. I love the pretzel, I just think they look so good. It doesn't matter where you're at, it doesn't matter if you're at like your cousin's like little league game, if they have pretzels going around the little thing. It just looks fire. So <laughs> it's it's pretzel for me. I don't know what it is, man. Pretzel just always looks good. Interesting pick. Yeah. Yeah. We, I guess you'll rely on just having beer at the tailgate beforehand or something like that. And that's why you'll be there good. You go. Um Chris, why don't you pick my second one? Because I think you think you know what it is. <laughs> where, where was I right on the first one? Because when we texted this in the group chat, you were very confident in my my, my two picks. And I want to know if I'm on par so far and what you think my next, my last one will be. Dan, if anybody has listened to any of these podcast episodes and thought you were going to pick anything other than beer, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> listen to an easy one. Listen to 15 seconds of bruise day at w- once. And you know <laughs> that Dan's going to pick beer. Fair. I think you're going to go hot dog. And if you don't, you're a sham, but go ahead. I'm 100% going with a hot dog. Thanks. 100% going with a hot dog. Um, you're right. And for me, that's you're getting consistency almost when any anywhere you go with the hot dog. You can rely you can rely on the hot dog, right? You can really rely on the hot dog. Now, I think it's better at baseball stadiums because they have the ability to actually now not all ballparks do this, not all concession stands per se do this, but you can actually grill hot dogs. You can actually grill outdoor stuff depending on where you are in a baseball stadium. Um, You maybe have that in a football stadium, probably not as much. There's not as much open air in an indoors basketball hockey. You're definitely not getting that. You're getting that boiled roll around the old spinner thing. That's what you're getting. Um, But at a baseball stadium, you can actually find a grilled piece of meat, a grilled hot dog. And I think that's what makes it better. So that's why I'm definitely going hot dog here, but I almost changed my mind because of what you said, Didi with, it being a one hand snack. There's no fumbling around anything like that. And baseball's the sport for, as we've all kind of said for us, where there's not a lot of getting up for maybe a home run. You have somebody slide in your row, whatever. So when I'm at other sporting events, I feel like the hot dog is better because it's the one handed snack, but like nachos is more of a sit down meal where you've got your little tray. And if you're getting up all the time, that's a pain in the ass. So it fits baseball better. So I almost, you know, thought about that. I, they also have, you know, anything that's messy or takes two hands is a good baseball snack um, just because of the setting. But all that being said, hot dog all day. 
all day hot dog. It had to be hot dog. It had to be you. <laughs> it had to be hot dog. And I'm yeah. glad it was because Dan, Dan used to have hot dog superstitions at like two. It's at sporting events. Be clear. <laughs> okay. So if you would have, yeah, that's why I said, if you didn't pick hot dog, I would have been very angry and it would have been a sham, but good job. That's true. So what's the, what's the thing though you could do without on here? I think we've all probably picked pop, but is there a food item that you Peanuts. just, if, if there's one you had to, Peanuts. if you want, you had, if you want, you had to lose, what would it be? Peanuts gone. Get them out. I don't need peanuts. I know they're part of the song and you know, back before we had all the food options at baseball games, you yeah. guys ate peanuts and whatnot, but peanuts, okay. get them out. And I like peanuts. It's not like a beef with peanuts, but I'm just like, come on, we're on a baseball game. Like not eating peanuts. Those would probably be next to last for me. I will say that like, it sucks if you're sitting next to the person who's just going hog wild with the peanut shells or in front of them or anywhere where you're in that splash zone radius of shells. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, even though like if you were the one that had peanuts, you full well could admit that like, yeah, I would be that guy. But like when you're not that guy and you're sitting near that guy, like what a dick, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to go pop. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, pop's trash. Pop's trash. Straight up. Um, I'm going to go with popcorn. Don't eat it. That's for movie theaters. That's for at home. Is popcorn at stadiums really even any good? I mean, that thing gets, probably gets popped hours before the games and sits in that under that, that hot light. I don't need it. Popcorn's gone. I want to ask really about like all these. <laughs> I want to ask about one more. Have you guys ever at a sporting event eaten cotton candy uh not in the past 25 years <laughs> no no i don't like cotton candy because the way it makes my fingers i don't like it you just yeah, then you're just stuck literally like what do you do yeah. with that it's cool to have like a piece of cotton candy like someone else has it you're right just take a piece and that's <laughs> just it. put that in my mouth real quick i don't want to touch it. yeah it's <laughs> like but you're just going through it and just like yeah your hands after cotton candy is just gross I've never understood why that became like a stadium thing. It's so overpriced too. Like 450 for like swirled sugar. Get your ass out of here. What is that? There goes Dan talking about it's the literally specials. Air. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, be baseball season. <laughs> I think we're up against it. We're up against Olivia's time right now. So let's get into what we're listening to. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, get us started. What do you listen to this week, man? So I really like Mod Sun um, a lot. Nice. And most most weeks I, I spend quite a bit of time listening to our playlist because it's very good. Um, but I spent most of the week, week listening to Mod Sun. And in diving into that album, um, they brought Avril Lavigne back to the genre of music we never wanted her to leave. And I think that's fantastic. So I'm putting flames on the playlist this week. And it made me think like, you know, Avril kind of went into that like poppy scene, you know, type of deal for Mm -hmm. a little while there. And then I don't know what she's been doing lately. Um, This might be a good opportunity for her. 
Cause I feel like if she takes like that, that pop Rocky stuff she started with and now like where that genre is going and she kind of did like dancey songs for a minute. Might be, might be Avril's opportunity to get back after it. I don't know. Does she make music anymore? I don't even know. Yeah. 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 It was some, she put out it an was, album a couple, a few years, a couple years ago. Yeah. It was a little slower stuff. Yeah. You know, it was some ballads and stuff like that on there. So nothing really exciting. Wow. Yeah. It was a lot of like divorce music. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Come on back, Avril. <laughs> Mod Sun, first one. I like it. Love it. All right. Uh, well, I'm going with um, Plastic by what is this dude's name? Oh, got it. Unghetto Matthew. Listen, this song, when it starts, I wish I could play it right now, but I know we'll get like flagged or something. But like, <laughs> it has a classic 90s sample in it. And it is perfect. Ooh. You will smile as soon as it comes on. I promise you. The whole song actually isn't bad this song could be worse you know and he could say nothing but the song is called plastic and it's just talking about how fake everyone is on instagram and like how fake girls butts are and how fake uh people's cash like people act like they have all this money and it's just kind of talking about fake but the 90 sample is this is the king of the song and i'm i'm telling you i don't know when this song is gonna become huge but man does it make me want to be out amongst people? Plastic. I'm not going to tell you the sample. I'm not going to do it. I want okay. to so bad, but I'm not going to do tease. it because I want you guys to listen to it and text me as soon as you hear it. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. So, and just everyone, plastic, unghetto, Matthew. Amazing okay. song. I love that. What a tease. Now I'm very, very interested. Um, my first pick is going to be AJR released a song last week called uh, Way Less Sad, um, turning kind of another really kind of sad song lyrically into a catchy upbeat pop song, which is something they've been doing a little bit more lately. The lyrics have been a little bit more raw and emotional from, from the, the three brothers there, but uh, kind of truly the song kind of truly speaks in the moment of what's going on. You know, like the, I think the line in the chorus is I'm not happy yet, but I'm way less sad. Uh, kind of really going over what's happening the past, you know, year now, how bad things were, but there's, light at the end of the tunnel it's not great yet but we're way less sad uh, than where we were at the points in the past uh, couple of months so that's another single off their upcoming album due out in late march so really excited to hear more from from those guys in what's probably going to be another masterpiece of an album but way less sad from ajr nice um i'm going back to an artist that and a song that i've already put on the playlist um but it's because I can't, I can't stop listening to it. And it's Olivia O'Brien, which I believe Dee Dee put her on the playlist first. And then I found the song Jocelyn. And it's just too damn catchy and funny that like I can't stop listening to it. So I'm putting it back on the playlist again this week. For what, yeah, for whatever wow. reason, like yeah. when it comes on, like I get hyped and it's catchy. The beat is great. And the lyrics are like, if you listen to the lyrics, it's, it's a little inappropriate, but it's very, very funny. And, uh, going with it again, because I love that song so much. Have you seen the music video? No, I have not. The music video for Jocelyn is hysterical. Okay. I'll check it out. So 
go find that. If okay. I'm, I'm, yes, go find that song. It's it's great. All right, Dan, I'm gonna let you go because it sounds like they're. I'm going into space again. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, no problem. Uh, my next one is gonna be from a group that I just recently discovered. Uh, a Australian trio, a pop trio by the name of Glades. And they've kind of got this pop, indie pop vibe, uh, resulting in what I've found personally to want to be the more catchier songs of 2021 so far for me. Um, The song I'm going to put on the playlist is Dancing in the Mirror. Uh, There's really fantastic layering of sounds and instruments going on throughout this song. You may not realize that at first. I had to listen to it a couple of times before you could really hear everything going on within this song. It's not just another indie pop pop song, Uh, but yeah, Glades dancing in the mirror, an amazing find last week. They had another song out uh, released a couple of weeks back called blonde. It's also super catchy. has some great guitar sounds, a little bit more instrumentation in that one. Uh, Their second albums due out in April. So I've got my eyes on uh, Glades and excited for you guys to hear Dancing in the Mirror. Nice. Well, I've got one that is definitely a Dan Knopp all-star pick right here. Got one. I love it. I don't know if you're going to like the song, but the name. The dude's name is Seven Sevens, and it's spelled with the, with the number seven. Okay. E-V-I-N, seven, I-N-S. So seven. I love it sevens love it already <laughs> classic <laughs> going, to sam, going to all-star. sam goody going to sam goody right now buying it all yeah dan Knopf all-star the fact that like you hadn't that you haven't said anything about this person just off name only i'm honestly i was shocked but seven sevens has got this song called let's get fucked up part two by the way part one of course sorry seven sevens it's not good part two really good um <laughs> Because uh, I listened to part one after I heard I ran I ran in the song I listened to part one I was like let me listen to that I was like mm, I see why there's a part two part two <laughs> really good so uh, check check it out seven sevens um, let's get fucked up part two don't forget the part two two important important <laughs> all right Chris what do you got round it out okay um, this one is dedicated to my wife who was actually just in the room and now she's gone but she'll hear me oh, from yeah. the other room yeah, um, Katie was cleaning out the closet in the hallway she found your skeletons <laughs> and, and i said cleaning out my closet Ooh, and she oh. had no idea what i was referencing oh so for this week sorry mama <laughs> never meant to hurt you for this week i'm putting eminem cleaning out my closet on the playlist as the retro replacement terrific uh all right i guess i'll go next based on that sound (laughs) he's coming in from space he's got a little technical issue there uh my last one is for a collaboration of artists who have all been featured on this playlist two very recently from you two gentlemen so this is kind of all of our worlds colliding mike shinoda from lincoln park ian dior and upsall coming together for a song called happy endings um, unexpected to see those three names together on a single song, but a- an amazing collaboration between three kind of unique artists for what they do. Um, it's what you'd expect from Mike Shinoda's solo work. If you've ever heard any of it, even kind of back into the Fort minor days. Uh, but the three voices work so well together on this track. Um, 
And Mike Shinoda said there's more music coming soon, which is super exciting because we've all not really been sure what's going to be the future of him and Linkin Park and all that. But if there's anything more like uh, like this, we're all going to have happy endings. So there you go. That rounds it out. <laughs> Why are you oh, laughing? We're all going to, it's all, it's going to be a happy ending for everybody. We're all going to have happy endings. If we have more Mike Shinoda. Dan's painfully corny sometimes. <laughs> and that one just hit me real hard. I'm you sorry. Have your ducks in a row. Hey, we're all going to be having happy endings. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh at every, you just can't, you can't, I can't acknowledge it. I try to. I try not to acknowledge when Dan throws those in. No, he <laughs> try it, to look down. The regularly scheduled payments that I have going to Chris for the laughing track <laughs> and on this podcast and everything else, he doesn't want those to stop. You know, he doesn't have HVAC issues. He know I'm paying for those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need Dan to crawl up into my attic when I get scared. So <laughs> that's what it's all about. Oh, all right, boys. My last one is um one that. You want to play for your lady when it gets, when Olivia gives you that like two minutes of uh, of quiet, you want to play this one. Dan, you and Shannon can play this all weekend. Thank yeah. me later. Sunbathe by Miguel. I Ooh. love Miguel. Miguel is my guy. No one makes R&B music like Miguel. He's got a new song out called uh, sunbathe he was uh, it's with a famous producer his name's taney he's a, a latin producer and it's just song is it's amazing it's all of those feels you'll just want to grab your woman as soon as you hear this it is awesome so miguel sunbathe and then you Check have happy out. endings right after that perfect so <laughs> yeah. that worked out well there you go <laughs> True story. I'm putting them True in story. that order on the playlist. They're going to be in that order. <laughs> You're not allowed to play it on shuffle this week, people. Don't do it. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, Chris, I don't hear Olivia. We did it. We did it. We, yeah. we did it. Amazing. A few minutes to spare. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for the Brunch Breakdown. Make sure you follow us on social media at Brunch Breakdown. Listen to the Sounds of Brunch playlist. And we will talk to you guys next week. And... Hopefully my house won't sound like I'm going into space with Dan and all of his friends. Later.